You are listening to Paths, a program by LGBT Tech. Paths works to create visibility of LGBTQ plus STEAM professionals and their experiences in order to build space for future generations of community members to pursue their passions in STEAM. My name is Kristen Kelly. This episode of Paths is brought to you by LGBT Tech. Today, we are joined by Amelia Chatlin, who is a software developer with Every Games. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I'm really excited that you're here and I'm really looking forward to hearing um, about your story. So can you just start by introducing yourself and please include your pronouns and also your profession? Hi, uh, my name is Amelia. I graduated college about three years ago with a degree in computer science and I'm currently a software engineer. I use she, her pronouns and I identify as a lesbian. Do you remember at what point in your life you started to understand yourself as part of the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah, so, well, okay, if you ask my friends, they thought I was gay a lot before I did. Um, you could catch myself saying things like, I wish I had a wife back in like seventh grade. I didn't know I was gay. I knew I wanted a wife, though, because, you know, the wife is the supportive partner. They're the ones that take care of you. <laughs> Um, but I've definitely always been drawn towards women. And I think one of the main reasons I didn't realize I was gay until later was also being a dancer. You know, I was in dressing rooms with girls all the time. Um, and there's this idea of like, oh, like you can't let the boys in the girls locker rooms. They won't control themselves. And you know, I have no problem being around undressed women. Like that's not, <laughs> I don't find myself compelled to stare so I must not be gay. <laughs> you know, that whole kind of idea. I guess I just never pictured myself as being interested in women because the way that I love women is not the same as how men show their attraction to me, um, which I guess I often find predatory, maybe because I'm a lesbian and don't like it. But <laughs> it was a journey to figure out my sexuality. Lesbian is kind of a loaded term, I think, also. I don't know how much you're familiar with this, but there's the idea of uh, trans-exclusionary radical feminists, otherwise known as TERFs. Um, and these are people that are pro-women, anti-trans. Um, and a lot of that rhetoric gets built in with lesbians. And I think that definitely that's a way of enforcing the gender binary. And like when I call myself a lesbian, like I don't mean that I can never fall in love with a non-binary person. That would probably, you know, I, I open my attraction towards any sapphic, um, any, any person that is connected with womanhood and is comfortable being with a lesbian, you are welcome. <laughs> if you were to explain your profession to somebody who had never heard of it before, who had no idea kind of like what you do day to day in your work, how would you describe what you do? Software in general, I would say is telling a computer ex very specific instructions one by one. Um, gaming, I would describe my day as, you know, I have, a, I have a team of people that I work on. I work with artists, I work with audio producers, I work with mathematicians, and I am handed every piece of the game from all of these various team members. And it's my job to take those pieces and put it together into a game that runs, that is fun, and that feels nice to play. If you remember where your interest in software development came from, whether that be in college or before that, and if you could just kind of talk about like how you came to that and like where your interest for that came from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my interest in software development 
was, I would not describe it as a conventional path. I went to college initially for biomedical engineering because I was good at math and science and I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> um, and I, I feel lucky again. Um, I went to a tech school and it was considered a gen education course to take a computer science class. So very first semester, right off the bat, I am taking computer science 101, intro to object-oriented programming, and I was dreading it so hard. <laughs> I had a very small amount of exposure to a programming language called BASIC in high school. And BASIC is from the 80s, and it's terrible. And so that kind of colored my interpretation of software. <laughs> And I will say about two weeks in, my mind was entirely changed. It was my favorite class. Um, I loved the professor. I loved the work. It just, it's something about the way my brain works, I think matches the way computers work. <laughs> I, I know that's a weird thing to say, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> um, but just, I don't know, the very logical aspect of it, the, you see how it's working through problems systematically makes a lot of sense to me. And um, I was about a year and a half into my, my course to be a biomedical engineer, and I found myself dreading all of my biomedical engineering classes and really excited for my computer science minor courses, and that made no sense at all. Um, so, you know, um, a wonderful woman in my sorority who was also a CS major said, hey, you might be happier if you switch your major. <laughs> and so I did, and I've been way happier ever since. I love what I do. Um, programming is so much fun <laughs> and you can do so much with it. It really will apply to a lot of things. I, at first, definitely got myself into the niche of medical software. And that was because I started out in biomedical engineering. I had a lot of the background for medical stuff and medical companies liked that. Um, so it was really easy to, to kind of transition that way. I actually found the transition from engineering to software to be Fairly easy. I think it wouldn't work the opposite way as easily, <laughs> but um, a lot of the like gen eds for engineering are similar to computer science, which is cool. Post college, like what did that look like for you? How was it? Um, can you just talk about a little bit about your path, I guess, more recently into what you're doing now and what that looked like? Yeah. Um, so my very first job out of college was in medical software. I had been interning there my senior year and they extended a full-time offer when I graduated. So that was nice. But I, I interviewed for so many places <laughs> and I would have to say that software interviews are, are grueling. They make you do code on the interviews. Like <laughs> depending on the situation, they will either pull out a laptop and make you write code right there for them or they'll get out a whiteboard and make you write code on the whiteboard which I think is harder objectively, <laughs> um, but I interviewed everywhere <laughs> and I got a, a good amount of interest. I think there was definitely interest in hiring a woman at a lot of places. I know when I was in my senior year, that was definitely something that was pitched to me by a lot of the companies that I applied for. Most of them were working on expanding their hiring to try and get their uh, software teams to reflect more of a 50-50 split gender wise. Um, of course, none of them are there. <laughs> um, but it was definitely interesting to hear all of these pitches of, yeah, we're going to increase our, our women on staff. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to have 50% women by 2022. It's 2022. And I checked. They don't. <laughs> uh, they're trying. 
I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did end up staying at that internship and going full-time with them because I felt like it was a very good work environment. Um, unfortunately, I was laid off about nine months after I graduated. And that, of course, was terrifying because the last thing you want to do is have your student loans come out of their grace period as soon as you stop being employed. <laughs> and that's how I got into gaming. I never would have considered myself someone that would be good at the gaming industry. I only really got into playing video games myself a couple of years ago, and I personally am more into the like farming games where you can just go around and make your house pretty and find flowers and plant things. <laughs> um, so it's definitely a learning experience so much in the gaming industry, trying to see how other people play things, how other people think about games and entertainment. Um, but it was, it was a surprise for me that that was an option that I had and that I liked. Again, it was interviewing everywhere. I interviewed all over the place. And within um, three weeks of being unemployed, I got an offer from the company I currently work at. And being fresh out of college, there was no way I was going to say no. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I definitely took my job out of panic. <laughs> and I think that's common for people my age, for people that are fresh out of that college world. Um, but I'm so glad that I did. As somebody who came into that space, um, you know, as a as a lesbian woman, like how how did those spaces feel for you kind of when you started out your career? And, and I guess still currently, how has that felt for you to be in those spaces? Um, and have you felt like valued and supported? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had two workforces as a postgraduate adult. And I would say the first workforce that I was in, um, my medical software job, it was fine. People just really weren't interacting much with each other. It was very cordial and polite, um, which is a perfectly fine way to work. But, you know, I, I think the extent of what could have happened is, you know, we talk about our weekends. If I said my girlfriend, that might be the only time that something like that would come up. My current job, I would say, is an excellent environment. When I started working there, there were immediately other queer people. Um, you know, even on my interview, they took me out to lunch and uh, one of the artists they brought was a gay man who was talking about his idea for a RuPaul's Drag Race slot machine game that we can probably never make because licensing. Um, but that would be so fun if it existed, wouldn't it? And, you know, I started and there were trans women on the team. There were other queer women on the team, not developers, but on the team. <laughs> And what I also really like about my current workplace is that they really are dedicated to making sure that diversity and inclusion isn't just a buzzword that's on our website, that we're actually trying to do it. So I'm a part of an organization within my organization called the Women's Leadership Initiative. Um, and within that, you know, it's not just for women and it's not just for straight people. <laughs> it's, it's for really anyone who thinks that leadership should include everyone, um, regardless of opportunity. and expanding the opportunities to get anyone to that leadership path. I was mentored for quite a while by different women in my job, and that made such a difference to me confidence-wise. I will say, talking to a bunch of other women who are way more accomplished than you, saying they also feel like they're under-deserving of their job, that they're an imposter too, that they're going to be caught and found out that they're not actually good at their job. But, you know, seeing them and how well they're doing just reminds me that I'll be good too. They can't see, other people can't see all the nervousness inside. 
and I got a lot out of that from there. I will say there's always the question about is hiring as diverse as it should be? And being on the end of it now, having been in my job for two and a half years, I'm now on the side of seeing interviews, um, seeing the applications coming in, interviewing the people who are candidates. And yeah, I, I get it now. Um, <laughs> it's hard to increase the amount of women on your dev team if there's no women applying. It's hard to increase the number of queer people on your team if there's no queer people applying. And the people applying are just so vastly straight men. I, I definitely noticed that. I mean, there's always a gender disparity in software. It's, I, I did a lot of research on women's equality in college and of all of the careers, computer science has the biggest gender gap between men and women. And within that, gaming has the biggest gap. I definitely wish that there were more diverse applicants and it's definitely a question why, why aren't there more women? Why aren't there more minorities? Why aren't there more queer people applying for this? And I really don't know. It's hard to tell at the level that I'm at. I can definitely say that, you know, there's a lot of expectations in the world of gender and how you're supposed to be. Um, and, you know, it starts young. Boys playing with Legos is going to get them more into the idea of putting together a piece of software than girls playing with Barbies. And, you know, those expectations being put on you externally will, will influence your choices. And it will also influence your choices if you show up into a classroom and it's full of people that you can't relate to. In my computer science classes, you know, in the whole room, there was usually just men and maybe me and one or two other women. Um, and that was just how it was. And I could see, like, there's a time in my life where I just would have quit and I wouldn't have wanted to do that. And I understand the perspective of people who don't. I, I get it. Life is tiring. I think it would definitely help to have more diverse people on the side of hiring. If the HR group is full of queer people, they're probably going to make queer people feel more comfortable in an interview. It's just going to be how it is. I know I felt best on my job interviews when I was being interviewed by a woman because, oh my gosh, there's another software engineer there that's a woman. <laughs> um, and it's just very comfortable to have someone you can look up to, even if it's just they exist. Sometimes that's enough. And so beyond building visibility in the workplace, why do you think it's important for LGBTQ plus people to be involved in software development and game design? I'll, I'll put it this way. I guess I, I work in entertainment and entertainment definitely shapes the way that we see the world. Entertainment is for everybody. So I think that people behind the entertainment has to include everybody as well. You're not going to reach every audience if you aren't thinking about them. As a video game player, selfishly, I think that a lot of the character creators are better when they're designed by queer people. I think queer people often take in mind um, that they'd want their avatar to be larger than, say, the average person might want. You know, I think I, not to say that only queer people are fat inclusive, but <laughs> that's definitely not the case. But I will say, I think it's considered more from that space because a lot of gender non-conforming people do struggle with weight. 
um, a lot of gender non-conforming people do struggle with their body type and especially trans people in their transition, you know, they might have a body shape that's temporary that they want to reflect on the screen. And yeah, for, for us as queer people, it's like, yeah, I just want my character to look like me. But the benefit too is once you have all those controls in, you can do whatever you want to that character. So like there's a, a specific video game that I'm thinking of where you can make a very accurate queer person and you can also make a very accurate slime monster because you have total control. <laughs> you know, it really benefits all of us when you're trying to give uh, people as many options as you can. What advice would you give to both your younger self and to uh, just LGBTQ plus people who are interested in getting into software development or game design? Um, so kind of two different questions there, but yeah. Yeah, um, definitely the first piece of advice that I would give to myself, that I still give to myself, is that being unhappy is enough of a reason to stop doing something. Being unhappy in my major, I didn't have to do that. It was enough of a reason to change my major that I liked it better. I don't have to have a big fancy backstory as to why, you know, I was always destined to be a programmer. It can just be I found it and I liked it and that's enough. Um, and I'd say to other queer people looking to get into tech, it really only matters what you care about. Like there's definitely benefits of working in software and that is that you can do a lot independently you can do a lot remotely. You can do a lot for any various, you can pretty much apply software to any field at this point. You know, everyone at least needs a website these days. Like you've got a reason to get everybody online. Um, so just, I, I would recommend that queer people going into computer science, not box themselves into what you think a computer scientist should look like. Because there is no what they should look like, what they should do. I look like a software engineer. I'm a software engineer. Software engineers look like me. <laughs> you know, it's not the other way around. To learn more about the PATHS program and how to get involved, visit our website at www.lgbttech.org paths.